Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. We are going to explore how to monetize your customer success program, how to develop customer success packages, how to charge your customers a fee for your customer success services. And I have the perfect guest for that, Adia Loni, VP of Customer Success at Follows. Hey, Adi, thanks for joining us. Hey, Eric, thanks for having me. And what are you going to talk about today? So as you mentioned, about a year ago, we rolled out success packages as part of our sales and customer success practices. And we're going to talk about how we came up with those and how we rolled those out. So cool. And actually, you know, I've seen the slides. She actually breaks down every package, how they charge for it. How did they launch it? How did it become a success? So stay tuned. We're coming right back. Hey, thanks for coming back. And today we're going to talk about how follows charge their customers for their customer success program and how are they doing this using a success plan. Uh, so Adi, thanks again for joining us. And uh, how did this whole thing happen? Maybe tell a little bit about yourself. What do you do for follows and how big is your team? I'm uh, leading the customer success organization that follows. I've been with follows for more than seven years at this point, right from the almost the very beginning. Actually, my background is from marketing. So I came from marketing into a marketing technology company, which uh, gave me a nice edge talking to our customers. And I grew with the company, started as a CSM wearing all hats possible post-sales and growing with the team. We are now almost 20 people strong and we have a customer success team. We have a services team, an onboarding team. We're starting a community. So we're really specializing the different roles in my organization, which is really exciting. I remember meeting with you back when, when it was just you and we met with the founders. (laughs) <laughs> brainstorming absolutely. on absolutely since then a lot has happened and your team is super super strong uh growing really fast tell me about how did it come up that you for years you haven't been charging for customer success what sparked your interest in potentially charging customers for the work that your team does We started looking at it from a few different angles one angle is how do we add value to our customers? Looking at what we're doing, we're in a space that is very quickly changing and growing. And if you're in MarTech, you know how hot account-based marketing was and still is. But at the same time, there are still a lot of our customers who don't really know how to do it well and need our help. And a lot of our customer success is very consultative. So we realized that we give a lot of value basically for free. And at the same time, we were looking for ways to scale. So we were looking at our different processes. And just as one example, the decision to separate onboarding from ongoing customer success was part of our journey to to scale our customer success. I actually worked uh, and talked to Donna Weber. I'm a big fan. I read her book, Onboarding Matters. And this idea actually came from the book where she talks about how you can 
really monetize your customer success. And, and it resonated with me because again, like I said, our customers tend to be on the larger side, larger enterprise companies. We are giving a lot of value. So was, the idea of monetizing customer success really resonated with me. Yeah. Donna, by the way, is amazing. I'm going to include a link to her book below. I actually asked her to be interviewed on our channel and as of yet, she does not have time. That's how busy she is these days. She is, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, maybe one day she'll say yes. Who knows? But for now, yeah. <laughs> so really interesting. Get the book, learn about this idea. Okay, so you read the book, you got inspired. What's next? What did you do next to get this into motion? Did you validate um, this idea with some customers first? I did not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we basically dove right into it. But our pricing model actually landed itself pretty naturally to this because, and I can actually show a slide of how our pricing is structured. Yeah. Maybe go over that and then share, how did you think about pricing? Why did you come up with three packages? I'm kind of leading into it a little bit, but I think that would be really interesting. How about... We start with giving our viewers a, just a little bit on what follows is so that they understand the context. So we are the easiest and most powerful buyer experience platform. Marketers today are responsible for generating revenue. They're responsible for creating experiences end-to-end. -end. The way that we sell our different components, if you're looking at what we're selling to our customers, there's the platform packages, which are the three packages that you see here, growth, professional, and enterprise. Those are a combination of, of different licenses and different roles that you have within the product. And we have add-ons that you can use like live events. So you can actually run live events on follows. That is an add-on. We already had professional services packages that we defined. The latest edition was the customer success packages. So our customers were already used to thinking about follows in a way of package pricing, which is a very common theme. And the three customer success packages that we defined, bronze, silver, gold, we said looking at how much value we can add to our customers. So bronze is the basic level. And that is actually included with all the different platform packages. So if you were not going to leave a customer without customer success, that's a given. So there okay. is a basic level of customer success that you're getting when you're a follows customer. It's very important to us. It's actually one of our brand strength is that people love working with us. They actually say it from the beginning of the sales cycle. So they enjoy working with our sales team. They enjoy working with our customer success team. I would never want to damage that part of our, our brand. So there is a basic level of customer success that is included with all the different packages. And then you can add on to it. You can add to silver and you can add to gold. And we can go into details of what's included in each of those packages. Okay, so I have some questions. So clearly, before you were even thinking about charging for customer success or how to do the customer success packages, it sounds like your customers are already used to choosing between different product packages. And you had the three growth, professional and enterprise. 
they're used to even, you know, if they needed a little bit more events, they're used to have three options between the live events, uh, which is also sounds like a product or a module or like additional mm -hmm. thing that they can consider. So the top two are the product related options, and those are broken already up to three. Then it sounds like you already had some component of professional services that was also like broken down to three levels that your customers were already used to. So those three quadrants were already there. Now you had just had to think about, well, what do I really want to sell to my customers without hurting our brand, which is like our differentiator, which is a great customer experience. Exactly. It's important to note in this context that the customer success packages are considered recurring license revenue. If you look again at quadrants here, the professional services, that's a different revenue stream and not necessarily recurring, but customer success packages are considered part of the recurring license revenue. So it's boosting our ARR. Okay, so professional services, where do you report that on the PNL? That's a line of its own within revenue and expenditures. It's not included when you're looking at the total ARR. Is customer success services also a separate line item in the professional service, but it's not a one-time service. It's actually included as part of the recurring service revenues, the ARR for the company when there's revenues from the customer success packages. Yeah, it's, it's in considered recurring licensed revenue. Looking at revenue and expenses for each of those with professional services, we have different people who are managing services, who are providing services. So it's completely separate. Customer success managers are not providing services. They are providing customer success. So it's really important to differentiate between those two. Customer success managers are a part of COGS, yes but they are not providing services. They are providing customer success. And that's why the customer success packages are actually considered recurring license revenue. Let's talk about the packages you decided for customer success. So did you do that on your own? Did you sit down with others within your company to think about what should those three packages be? And did you determine right off the bat, yes, you're going to have three? I'm a firm believer in starting and iterating. So Actually, the first iteration was something that I just put together going back to Donna and her suggestion in her book. I basically looked at the items that she recommended there and I built something that is a good fit for us. Then, of course, you have to get buy-in from the entire go-to-market team. You have to get buy-in from sales. You have to get buy-in from my own team, naturally, that they will have to be the ones making sure that they comply with the packages and that they understand the concept behind it. That was a relatively easy exercise. We did have to do multiple trainings for the sales team in order for them to know how to sell this and to the customer success managers in order for them to know, again, both how to promote it and how to comply then with the scope that is included in those packages. Well, you talk about training the sales team. You came up with these packages. I'm still alluded to how did you come up with this? Did you sit down on your own, just jotted things on Google spreadsheets? Or what was the process? Like? How are you thinking about this? Pretty much. I looked at the different value topics that were given customers. So if you look at this table, for example, how much of the customer success manager time 
is a customer receiving? How much of a customer solution engineer time that customer is receiving? So what are the different ways in which we provide value to the customer? That's the first question that, that we're asking. And then how much of each of those value dimensions are we giving in each of the success packages? That's the thought process. Okay, so for enterprise companies, what do they typically need? And then align that with the gold. And then you were thinking, okay, so for those who typically you know, purchase professionals, what do they typically need? What do they typically ask from us? And then design the silver? Roughly, yes. I looked at typical customers that correlate with each of those layers. And our customer base is, at least right now, skewed more towards the larger enterprise segment. The advantage of rolling this out with this kind of customer base is that they're used to paying in order to get more attention from their vendors. So it's not a foreign concept. And you asked before whether we validated it in advance with customers. We did not do a a big validation exercise. At the same time, the same way that our professional services grew organically, this is something that grew relatively organically because we In conversations with customers, these are things that we got to ask, like, how do we get more from you? How are we able to get better support? Support is a trigger word here, not talking about the technical support, but talking about general support from follows as a company to that customer. One more component that is important here, the main determinant of the time that we're spending with a customer is how many teams are involved in a deployment. So think about a large enterprise company that has multiple regions, and within those regions, there are multiple field marketing teams or ABM teams. For us, whenever there's a new team that is joining, we need to onboard that team. We operate on a relatively high-touch model right now. This is why you see here the number of teams as the one being one of the main variables here, because for large enterprise companies, they will have multiple teams that are using files within that organization. And for us, onboarding one person is typically not something that's happening. It's more around onboarding an additional entire team and supporting an additional entire team. And then let's say that we have for the same, for a Cisco or a ServiceNow, we have two teams in EMEA, two teams in APAC, and three teams in Americas. That's something that we need to figure out how to work with. Yeah. It's basically driven by how big the deployment is, if you, for lack of a better word. Correct. At the same time, we have a customer who is not a large company or not a large company yet, but hyper growth company. They purchased the gold package because they wanted those workshops that are indicated here. So like I said earlier, we are a very consultative customer success practice, and we give a lot of education for customers. And this customer specifically, they were on the very beginning of their account-based marketing journey, and they wanted our help. They wanted us to take them hand in hand in their ABM journey. And in order to do that, they actually purchased the gold success package because they wanted us to provide those hours of workshops 
And we have myself and a few other experts within the company who are actually doing those workshops. So that's another way for us to provide value and monetize on that value. We are basically selling our expertise here. Can you break down for me, how did you drive the annual cost? What was the main driver for that? How did you come up with that? I'm a firm believer in just putting a stake in the ground and then iterate. So we decided on numbers that made sense for us and the customers seemed to be receptive to them. I think the next step for us is to do the deep now that we're I think soon we're going to be about a year in to this exercise. Look at, okay, how much revenue did we actually make out of our success packages? How much effort are we continuing to put into those accounts? How do those rank against each other? But we started with a percentage of the total license revenue. So what kind of a percentage, like a 5%, 15%? For silver and, and gold, it's between 12% and 20% of the annual cost. Did you get any pushback from customers? We did. Some customers were very receptive to this and they understood the value. And some customers declined to go up to silver or gold and they stayed on bronze. What happens in this case is sometimes we do provide more customer success than what's originally defined for bronze. At the same time, again, thinking about from a very practical standpoint, we used to be in a point where we put all this effort into all of our customers and none of them paid. So if even 60% are paying for their customer success, then I'm in a much better place than I was before, even if we're giving them more than what's indicated in their package. Okay, so certainly for new customers, it's not even a question. This is the current state. This is the options Mm -hmm. and that they just need to select. Sounds like for existing customers, as you were rolling it out, you might have grandfathered some of those older accounts to just be kept in bronze or just gave them the option to just select bronze. And then if they wanted to get more resources, they could opt into the higher packages, which is a percentage of their ARR. And sounds like this was a quite a successful initiative for you. Yeah, absolutely. Naturally, conversation with existing customers that had to transition into a success package was more difficult. We have our sales team is divided into new business and growth. And our customer success managers are not actually closing business. So it was a joint effort between the account managers, the growth team within our sales team and the customer success managers to message this to customers and help them understand the value that they're getting. And of course, like you said, with new customers, it's an easier conversation because you have it from the start. What did I do for your organization, for your team? You moved from being a cost center to profit center. We are. We Between the success packages and the services, uh, the professional services, we're definitely bringing in uh, revenue. We're increasing the size of the average deal size is increasing thanks to adding a success package into it. We added a significant chunk of AR to the mix. So yeah, it's funny because I looked at the 
numbers that we made from success packages. And I talked to our VP sales and I looked at the number and I'm like, we can do much more. And then he looked at the number and said, wow, we sold all this. So everyone looks at it from their own angle. And But yeah, I think we can do much more. We're already doing quite a bit and we can do much more. Tell me about how did you break the news to sales that they now need to increase the deal size, that now they have another thing that they need to sell? Do you see any pushback? The best thing about talking to sales is that there's a very clear incentive that we can present to them. Basically, when we presented it, well, first, you do have to plan on a kind of a roadshow within the company. And you have to repeat it multiple times. And we launched it and then we did it again. Every sales kickoff, either quarterly or annual, it's something that we remind people and we do a session again about At the same time, when you tell salespeople, if you sell a success package, this is recurring license revenue that you can retire against your quota, then it gives them a big incentive to do it. So I think there was in general, after like a period of some uncertainty and confusion, which we took the both the sales team and the customer success team very hand in hand with that. We looked at, again, especially around the existing accounts. But I think both teams understand the value of the success package and they understand the incentive for customer success managers. Think about also increasing their, if every customer is representing a larger percentage of the book of business, then they can potentially have less customers in their book of business. So each team has its own incentive baked into this. I noticed that you had in your packages a workshop. Do you think if you removed that item, there was less value offered and maybe you wouldn't have had as much success? Were there any other critical components to the offering when you were thinking, okay, I have to add massive value for someone to actually pay so much for this service. And so the workshop is definitely one of them. I think that many of our customers understand also the value in spending more time with their customer success manager. That's the main draw for the success packages. Like I said, we are very consultative, very educational. We really work with our customers during our cadence meetings on their campaigns, giving them a lot of best practices, even looking at their emails and talking about how we can improve subject lines and how we can improve email body and looking at the sites that they built in our platform and suggesting tweaks. And they're getting a lot of value from meeting with their customer success manager. Got it. So it almost sounds like the customer success manager is a subject matter expert on marketing or account-based marketing, more so than just being a technical person. That's what we strive to do. Yeah. We have in the customer success manager onboarding process to follows, a lot of it is actually B2B marketing education. A fabulous review of how you monetize customer success. I think it's such an eye-opener for a lot of our audience. And I want to thank you for the time, for coming in and sharing from your experience and expertise. You're absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it a lot. 